Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just ask you to continue to rest, rule, and abide with us. God, thank you for your sweet spirit that has met us here on today. God, we thank you. We thank you for what our eyes have yet to see, what our ears have yet to hear, and what has even entered into the hearts of our minds, the good things that you have in store for those who love you. And God, we are grateful that you love us. Despite all of our being and all of we are, you yet love us. And God, we want to tell you thank you for that. And God, we just want to love you back. So God, won't you remove me out of the way? Let them not see this tall girl in orange, oh God, but let them hear a word from you. Help them to know that you have a word to encourage and enrich their life. So God, I thank you for this opportunity. Continue to work in and through me that you might be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To all of our cyber family, those that are on Facebook, in our Facebook sanctuary, those that are on the Zoom sanctuary. Um, you know, <laughs> I told my dad we've always been a mini mega ministry. And look, we got three locations. What? We got the one in Ontario, and then we got people all around the world watching. What? Big church. Big church. But we serve a big God who is worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Um, I am grateful. Um, to yet be here in the land of the living um, with everything that's been going on I'm just grateful to be alive um, so my big brother Chucky asked me he was like what you sharing on today and I was like you know every time I get up here I feel like I'm just confessing things he was like it's alright that's authenticity I'm like yeah but if it doesn't go well Chucky come up and finish <laughs> tell him what I really wanted to say <laughs> so um so on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., just a shameless plug, um, there's a Be Healed web show. It's a faith-based program um, available on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Love to have you join. Um, and so on this past Tuesday, my topic was when the lights go out. And so um, it was focused on, because, you know, we're in Be Healed month. I don't know if y'all know this. This ain't August. This is Be Healed month, you know. Uh, we just believe in God for healing, you know. And so not just for the conference, but for each and every person, because we just, you know, and some people have looked at, you know, the eighth month, meaning new beginnings and different. I just look, God, thank you for another month. You know, anytime we make it out of one month to the next, God, thank you. I mean, um, I was praying and asking God, Lord, bless my girls to see another birthday. And you did that. So I'm like, God, thank you. You know, like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, and so each and every day and knowing that, um, we are believing God for healing uh, for Sapati and all those that are sick and afflicted. It's an amazing thing. And so um, Tuesday night when I was talking about when the light goes out, we had a power outage in Be Hill 2020. Right when I got to speak, just air went off, everything. It was just darkness. But, you know, God blessed and folks brought up their lights and, you know, we were able to continue on. Amanda got the Wi-Fi working with her hotspot. It was all good. And so, because when, when the Lord gave me the topic, when the lights go out, I was like, okay, do you want me to do that for Sunday or Tuesday? Like, I'm trying to, you know, help me out. And so then, I think it was Thursday night, we were in Bible study, and the Lord was like, when your light goes out. And I was like, oh, so we're going to talk about, okay. 
All right, so here's a story about a young girl named Camille Rochelle Perry. And I, I just, look, I'm always going to be as transparent as I can in moderation so I don't run nobody off. But <laughs> in regarding when your light goes out, I think it's we as people of God, we have good days and bad days. Can we agree? Okay. All right. So y'all are still with me there. And sometimes those good days feel far between and there's more bad days. Sometimes. So it seems. Now, I know I'm going to lose people. I'm like, no, that's not me. I'm always good. Hey, bless you. Wish that was me. Um, and so sometimes the heaviness of life just begins to overwhelm you. And if we're not careful, not that we stop believing in God. Let's, let me be clear. Not that we stop believing in God, but we stop feeling like it's going to turn around for me right now. It's almost where you're anticipating disappointment. You're anticipating death and destruction or a demise of something. Like I was telling a friend of mine, I said, I'm just actively mourning in a few areas of life. You know, it's just because you never know what life is going to bring. So if you just prepare yourself, in my mind, if you just prepare yourself for the worst, then you'll be good. But that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to, yes, in this life, you will have trials and troubles and tribulation, yes. But I don't need you to be overwhelmed or overcome by that because I overcame. So they no sense of you worrying when I already won. So, you know, he, you know, he, he talked to us, right? Okay. So when the light goes out, I can, uh, if, if y'all really read Psalms and all hundred and some odd, I think it's 150 Psalms in the book of Psalms. If you get a chance, I promise you, you will find yourself in one of them passages. I mean, between David, Asaph, and the different uh, ones that, that wrote Psalms, I mean, they, I'm like, you are hitting the human issues right here. For example, in Psalm 13, 1 through 3, Oh, Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look out? How long will you look the other way? Then the writer says, How long must I struggle with the anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart, heavy, heavy every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O oh God. O oh Lord, my God, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Now, some people might say Camille's dramatic. I don't ascribe to that. I think sometimes they're too bland. But when I saw this Psalm 13, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Now, when you, when you, and you know, here's the thing. You know God has never turned his back on you. We know that. Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the age. He said that. So we know that that's the fact. But we are still human. Right? And we are still in a place where our emotions are real. Our, our stresses of life weighs us down. Amanda, Sister Amanda, Pastor Amanda has a beautiful ministry 
um, called She Stories, where it's not faith-based, but you know she is a believer, so anything she do, it's going to be faith-oriented, right? But she's a, she allows men and women to come and share their testimony, you know, whatever they're dealing with, and if they need to bury something, and she's praying for different ones, even privately, so, and just, and that, and why do we need that? Because we are heavy with life. Because if life was just a flowery bed of eaves, I doubt gas prices would be $6 a gallon. I'm just saying. If life was so easy, we wouldn't have the devastation and issues. Life is not easy because sin is in the world. I love the human body. I think how God made us is amazing. But oh, did sin mess this thing up. I mean, sin started messing with the blood vessel now. I mean, we're not, it's not supposed to be like this. That's not what God intended, but thank God he didn't leave us like that. All right. So when I'm looking at this scripture, he was, you know, he says, you know, God, how long will it take you to answer me? Well, we know in Jeremiah 33 and 3, he says, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things you do not know. So we know that God answers us. I would hear people say in the old church, oh, God ain't going to hear that prayer. What? God hears everything. He's the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent God. The Mother Fomar used to sing the song, the all-seeing eye is watching you. So you telling me that all of a sudden God got selective, he put on noise-canceling headphones because I said something? That's not how that works. He hears me. So he hears my frustration. He hears and he senses and knows when I'm feeling distant. We can see that in the garden. Remember how God would commune with Adam and Eve? About, about five o'clock, maybe. You know, they take a little, you know, take a little stroll. It's, it's their time with God. But because they went ahead and had a little fruit cobbler, maybe my dad's world famous peach cobbler, as he says. But anywho, um, <laughs> ask Mother Lee how she felt about it. But nevertheless, um, they didn't show up for the cool of the day stroll with God because sin had. God already knew where they were at. But he was like, hey, y'all, where y'all at? God doesn't ask a question that he doesn't know the answer to. He already knows. It's just he wants you to recognize where you're at. And that's why I have to be honest, Camille's light had been dimming. And it wasn't, I don't believe in God. And you're like, well, Camille, what was this? Because, I mean, you got up there and you sang with Sister Amanda and you did this and you did that. Like, wait, listen real thing way before I got sick because when you when you're seeing something and you can't fix it oh man that's hard especially if somebody you love or because you looking at other folks you you know you look at your bank account now this might not apply to everybody but it applied to me and my laptop I'm gonna talk to him okay um when we look at our when we look at our bank statement and we see that there's not as many commas as it used to be, you know, that it shifts us. And you'd be like wondering like, well, what happened? You know, what, you know? And so then you start like, well, God, when is this gonna turn around? When is this gonna happen? And you see other folks in faith, if you let social media fool you, you will really start to think that everybody is doing well. Psalm 73, four through five, David said, um, when he was dealing with 
he said, you know, my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And what the reason why I bring up verse 4 and 5 is because they seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They don't have trouble like other people. They're not plagued with every problems like everyday issue. And again, I can understand because, like I said, if you look in Psalms, you'll find yourself. Now, if you are happy, happy, joy, joy, read Psalms 146 to 150. You good. Hallelujah. But <laughs> I've been going through some things, all right? But when it comes, because sometimes we will sit up and start to not just have a pity party, but like almost like a, a woe is me festival, like a Lollapalooza of woe is me. And you might pick up the phone and call your friend and be like, hey, how you doing? And they will never know what you're dealing with on the inside. We wear the mask. We do. But God calls us to be authentic. All right. So before I jump in, so a couple things that I just have to be honest with. I was having, let's see, a couple, definitely before I got sick, dealing with stuff, outside stuff, family stuff personal stuff and instead of and now mind you we're on prayer every morning at 6 a.m i pray every morning at 6 a.m but somewhere between 6 27 and the rest of the day i done picked up probably 65 to 80 percent of what i prayed for if we're just honest because the reason why i say that is because if you have prayed for something we're supposed to leave it there how Auntie Gerald always says you need to go to the altar. Yeah, we're supposed to go to the altar and leave it there. We're not supposed to take it back with us. But Camille, Rochelle, this girl, she was, I have to be honest. I was still worried about Sapati. I was still worried about the different things going on in the job. Still worried about, you know, all kind. just worry. Why? Because in my mind, I'm like, God, I don't know when this is going to shift and change. But God didn't leave me there. Psalms 13, verses 5 through 6. Remember, we started off with Psalms 13. But if you read, it's a small psalm. But he says in verse 5 and 6, he says, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Again, I see myself in this. No matter how I was feeling it, whether I was bending my mother's ear, bending Amanda's ear, bending my friend's ear, whoever it is that I felt that I could trust in those moments, the end of the day, God, I still believe. Understanding exactly what when the man said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, grow my faith. Help me to be able to, to look at the situation and see what you see versus me seeing what I see in the natural. Psalm 61, 1 through 3, one of my favorite psalms because it's, it's one of those things that we have to remember. Our, our, oh, God, listen to my cry and hear my prayer. The um, New King James says, um, uh, let's see, um, Hear my cry, O Lord, and attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. But 
when I when my heart is overwhelmed that's the F that's the emphasis for me when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the towering rock or the strong rock or whatever translation but lead me to that towering rock of safety for you are my safe refuge a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me now listen we have an enemy an adversary who hates us the simple fact that we woke up this morning he is livid it's not fair that God you're so gracious to them he just a hater that's really what it is he got too big for his britches wanted people to bow to him talking about come on angel like look at look what I can do I could make music and God was like nah fam you're out and the scripture says and I saw him falling from heaven like a lightning bolt and brother's been mad ever since and the third of heaven's angels that was following after him these are the these are the spirits that be getting into your kinfolk your friends your co-workers it's them it just looked like us right and so we be mad like oh mark it's you no but sometimes it's uh, it's is that spirit working in Mark or that spirit working in me to make me think that it's Mark? You, you know, okay. So when it talks about enemies, like I was dealing with some stuff, I was so sick before I even knew I was sick. And then when I got sick, I'm laid in the hospital, I'm like, yeah, they've been praying against me. I mean, look, your girl was tripping. I mean, I was like, yeah, you know. And then I started, I was like, well, God, maybe I'm the problem. I'm like, I've never been the problem. Like, it's always been everybody else. And instead of me being grateful that I survived what most people don't, even with less, I was mad. Man. I mean, I was mad. I was mad in that hospital. I didn't want to talk to nobody. Okay. I'm like, I thought you were asleep. Okay. All right. I was like, touche, dad, touche. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I, I didn't want the, I, uh, the nurses, the doctors, every, everything irritated. The sheets on the bed made me mad. The smell of the hospital soap. I mean, everything just angered me. And I had a moment one night where I was just like, this can't keep going. Because what I love about the Lord when we accept salvation, the scripture says over in Ephesians 1, we're sealed with his spirit. That's awesome, because we need his spirit. David said, Lord, don't take your spirit away from me. You know, and what, what I love about the Holy Spirit, because he is in us, he'd be speaking on the loudspeaker, but sometimes we have it muffled. But the Holy Spirit on the inside of me was just like, play this song. And the, it was a song of um, God is. And I played that song on repeat. God is the source and the strength of my life. He removed all doubt. Um, there we go. He promised not to leave. Uh, promised to. There you go. Listen to, for those on the, in the different churches that we have right now, you probably couldn't hear that. But just Google God is by James Cleveland. You'll hear the song. But um, here's another reason why I was mad because I haven't been able to remember and recall things like I used to. I would tell, my doctor asked me, well, how are you feeling? I'm like, I don't feel like Camille just yet. I don't, it don't, I don't struggle to find words. I'm a, 
I'm an orator. I've been speaking since I came out the womb. What? I'm a quick wit girl. And now my stuff is slow. I'm like, oh, that, okay. <laughs> and it was, and I was so frustrated and angry, but I was listening to that song, and the more I listened to the song, the better I felt. So much so, Sister Margaret Coleman, Barbara, uh, Sister Timmons' um, older sister, she came by to bring me balloons and cards. And in the scripture, it was uh, the song where it says that God is my, uh, my, he's my, he's my refuge and the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I just started crying because he is the strength of my life. He is my portion forever. I'm just having a bad moment. And if I be honest, I've been having bad moments that I weren't really giving to him. I would be like, God, here's this bad stuff, but you know what? Don't worry. Let me take this right back because I need to talk to you about it again. So God was working on me on that. Romans 8, 18. Because, again, God doesn't leave us there. The scripture over in Romans 8, 18, in New King James, a lot of how a lot of us have memorized scriptures, depending on what reformation you grew up in, it says, for our reckoning. I like that terminology. Just a little country. I like it for our reckon. What, Mike? Have you been reckoning? But New Living Translation says, yet we suffer now. Yet what we suffer now is not worthy, not, not even able to be compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. So when you think about when your light is going out, you got to go to the word of God. Because if you don't go to the word of God and you pick up anything else, all you're going to do is cause yourself to diminish more beyond recognition. So I had to go to the word of God and I had to, and what I love about it is the Lord would bring scriptures to my remembrance. So many times people say like, oh, well, people try to give like there's levels of Christianity. Okay, well, you know, you're a big gulp. I'm just a little grande. You know, I'm a tall, you know, I'm not a Trenta, you know, like there's no levels in this thing. We are all leveled at the foot of the cross. So whether you a pastor, a bishop, a, a prophet, a custodian, an ursher, whatever, we all one and one. When God sees us, he just see little sheep. He don't be like, oh, you a big old sheep. No, you a sheep. So take your little bad self over here and be sheepy. So when, it, when we understand that there's no levels in that, people be like, well, I don't know the scriptures like you do. I don't know scriptures like I used to. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know what's happening, but when Camille, y'all saw me just a few minutes ago. I'm trying to recall some stuff, and I'm like, what? It's not clicking. The, the synapses are not hitting because this mortal body has to perish. Do you know the scripture says that even though this outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. So I have to take solace and confidence in knowing that, yeah, my mind might not be what it used to be, Mama Pat, but I'm still on the inside, it's still working. Okay. So I tell people, don't worry about what you think you don't know, but let the Holy Spirit bring stuff to your remembrance. You might not have even remembered reading it, but you heard it. Or maybe you listened to it in a song. But he'll bring that thing up and he'll 
he'll, he'll start to do something. And I'm going to tell you, I got to the point over in Jeremiah, another, again, read the word, you'll find yourself. Jeremiah has said, because he, he was a young man, a young prophet, and God called him from the womb to be a prophet to the nation, to a bunch of rebellious, hard-headed, you would think they was teenagers or young adults, but no, these were grown folk. Wasn't listening. And Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. He cried over the situation. He said, you know what? I'm never, I'm never going to talk about God again. You know what? I'm sick of all this. Y'all getting mad at me. Y'all won't invite me to the cookouts. I'm done. I won't say another word. Won't speak his name. And he says over there, he says, but if I, if, but if I say I'll never mention the, the Lord or speak his name, his word burns in my heart like fire. It's like fire in my bones. I, I worn out trying to hold it because I just can't do it. Have you ever been so heavy and you might be at work? I think I'm looking at a lot of retirees, so let me use another example. They were like, no, huh? say something else. Okay, maybe you were at the golf course, or you were at Costco, or, you know, I don't know what you people do, but um, you're having fun with your life. But even though you might be heavy with something, and you don't, you don't, you're in a mood, you don't want to talk about the goodness of God right now. You just want to be, you just want to be mad, or you want to be whatever emotion it is. And somebody might come up to you, oh, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? God bless you. And you'd be like, Well, you know, I, didn't I see you at such and such church? You'd be like, oh, okay, here we go. Or you see someone by the wayside and they're crying, they're in despair. You ever been in the mall, Rocky, and you see somebody who's looking heavier than how you feel, and you just stop, even if you don't say it to them, you just start praying for them? That's, that's the fire of God on the inside of us. That when we see our brother and sister you know, overtaken in something or, or dealing with something, our compassion that only God can give us bubbles up where it over it overshadows our issue so the main passage for today second timothy one and six paul was telling timothy this is why he was he was trying to encourage timothy not to lose heart not to lose faith don't let your light go out Paul would admonish when he would talk to any of the churches. He wanted them stay hungry, stay happy, stay focused, stay anticipating for God. Look, don't let life get you twisted. He says, "This is why I remind you to fan into the flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you." There was a song that they, uh, Joe Pace sang, "Stir up the gift," some years ago. The New Living Translation takes this and says, fan the flames. When you feel your light going out, and I can say this for myself, when I was feeling the light going, the Lord was allowing people to come into my life and fan the flames. Even Uncle Warren preached on last Sunday. I texted him. I said, you just all in my business. Okay? Like, you just, okay, I hear you, God, because God is concerned about us. You know, the um, I saw a post, and I think Amanda posted some years ago, your soul is rooting for you. Because your flesh got to go back to dust. Your flesh ain't loyal. 
That's what Chris and them said on that song. But your soul has to live forever, somewhere, whether it's in eternal damnation or with Jesus Christ the righteous. And because of that, God sends his ministering angels to fan the flame so you don't, you never forget him. When we look and we're in Exodus on Thursday nights and we're hearing how rebellious and how horrible we are, because really, if, even though it's the children of Israel, it's just us, just a long time before it became us. But God sent reminders all along the way, whether it was a cloud by day or a pillar of fire by night, he let them know, I have, I'm the same God who heard you crying. And I've come down to rescue you. So when we look at this, understanding that fan those flames. So if you feel like your light might be going out in whatever capacity, let the Lord fan them flames. Verse 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but being timid. I got a speech impediment. It don't sound right. But anyway, being timid but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. Why? Because when, when our light begins to dim, it's because we're not operating one of those. I was letting fear consume me. I mean, I was afraid to pick up the phone. Even though I knew the phone had to ring, got ringtones for certain folks, you know, I'm like, okay. But if it was, when I heard a certain song play, I'm like, mm-mm, no, 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 no. Who is it? okay and then bracing myself to hear what they have to say fear not walking in power and authority that's a problem not allowing myself to have the control that I need because then you know when you get saved you don't forget cuss words just so we're clear God doesn't be like, okay, all that stuff you used to say, delete. <laughs> you don't even know what that is. Because if that's the case, my dad would be watching the movies that I like to watch, but he don't. Okay? He don't. He always says that. I'm saying, I'm like, I am too, Dad. Don't do that. Even though somebody listening to the message is like, well, is she? I am. So... If you're allowing fear and anger and hostility, your language would change. I know. And God will, and you know, it's funny because God will, God will send a word to anybody. If he used a donkey, he will use anybody. And they will tell you like, what you doing? Calm down. Why are you, I mean, I was letting, I was letting stuff consume me. So much so that I had to get to a point where I'm like, you know what, Camille? This you gonna end up in the hospital again? Oh, cause this also happened after I got out of the hospital. I know y'all probably think, oh yeah, this was in the hospital. Oh no, this was after, mm-hmm, a couple weeks ago actually, maybe about two weekends. I was just mad still, and it would come up in in spurts, because what I was telling a friend of mine, out of all the emotions that I can't have any control over, I want to least let anger be one that I can control. And you're probably thinking like, yeah, Camille, you don't want to be angry. No, I wanted to be angry. I wanted to be able to control it and direct it to the right people. Yeah, I want vengeance. And God's like, vengeance belongs to me. I'll repay. You ain't got to worry about your haters. The, you, if you, 
if you follow me, I'll make your enemies be at peace with you. It's when we start to start, get on the autopilot of what we think we know is when we start messing up. So, for God has not given us a spirit of fear or to be timid, but power, love, and a sound mind. Love. I'm supposed to love those that persecute me, that curse me. I'm supposed to pray for them who despitefully use me. So instead of me getting mad at what's her name and them, that, and the other, I know them, but for the sake of Facebook, I'm not saying names. But I had to get to a point where I'm like, I need to pray for them. Right, they're going to be like, who is them? Huh? People, some people know. But the reality is, is that we have to get, we have to let love abide. And we can't do that unless we allow the Lord to, con unless we allow him as he stirs the gift of, in us, the fanning the flame to ignite our fire again. And unless we humble ourselves before him, it won't happen. My last portion is out of 2 Timothy 2, 12 and 13. This is a reminder that I saw in the Bible app, and I was just like, again, God sends little messages along the way. You know, I'm just going to read a verse today. Because, you know, you get mad, but you don't want to lose your streak on the U version. You know, so, you know, no? Okay. Y'all understand, I see some amens out there. So, you know, so you be like, oh, I'm just going to open it up, you know? And you thinking like you doing God a favor. Because you're like, see, God, okay, I'm checking the box. And God's like, no worries. The fact that you showed up, I got something for you. He says, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. Verse 13 says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. So what did this deal with me? Camille, listen. If you want to reign with the Lord, and what does that look like? Not like, oh, I'm a God. Not what, you know, Kanye think he is. Lord bless his heart. But if I want to enjoy eternity with the Lord, I got to go through some stuff. Because Paul also says over in our one of the passages, I want to say it's in First Peter, but I'm not sure, but he says over, um, no, it's not First Peter, Pastor Peter wrote that, but um, these light afflictions are but for a moment, but for the glory of God to be revealed. Everything seems light compared to the cross of Christ. He was beaten unrecognizably, blood pouring out of his body crown of thorns on his head nails in his feet nails in his hands I mean more than whatever passion of the Christ could depict more than that and he did it and he wasn't guilty of anything he was hurled insults at they talked about him and you know somebody was and your mama too but he stood there on that cross didn't come down not one aisle and matter of fact the scripture says that he went as a lamb to the slaughter and didn't open up his mouth. You know that couldn't have been us. We're going to talk all the way to the what? But he did it for us. So I have to understand whatever I'm dealing with is nothing 
compared to the cross of Christ. And yes, Camille has been unfaithful. Maybe I'm the only one. I know I'm not, but everybody might not be there yet. I'll let y'all sit in your own guilt. I have been unfaithful, but God has never been unfaithful to me. Jeremiah says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, for his compassion failed not. They are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness to us. When you are feeling like your light is going out, like mine was feeling a little dim and green, get into your word. Let God continue to fan the flame and stir up the gift because he wants to see us win because he has called us to be victorious. He did not die for us to be losers. He called us to win. And the only way we can win is in him. Amen? God bless.